Alright legends, welcome along to the Hellmouth Hotline, I'm your host Rodney Stewart, we're getting into Friday the 13th in this episode, we're going to get into this series of movies now after finishing off the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and of course we're going to be bouncing between these and the the Buffy series as we go on and we'll bounce into the spin-off Angel at some point as well on the show so uh, Friday nights is going to be the nights we do movies so Friday the 13th now this one here I uh, this series in particular I have seen in all fairness not much of of course some of the the uh, iconic scenes I do know uh, been a movie fan you, you come across this stuff over the years, but actually sitting down and watching the movies properly, this is probably the first time uh, that I can recall watching Friday the 13th from beginning to end, uh, 1980, of course, the original. Uh, great, great little movie. And, uh, you know, it does at one point have a crossover with A Nightmare on Elm Street. Of course, we've got uh, Freddy versus Jason, so we'll get to that in due course as well. And uh, if memory does serve at one point in these movies, uh, at the end of the film, some one of the films, I can't put my finger on which one it is, but I, I can recall the mask at the end of the movie on the ground and Freddy Krueger's gloved hand coming out of the ground and pulling the mask as I've come down on the hill. So, uh, yes, you know, it's it's uh, one of these ones that I'm really, really curious to get into and actually check out properly for the show here. So, getting into it, uh, it's pretty much your run-of-the-mill slasher movie, really. Uh, Camp Crystal Lake. We see 1958 at the beginning. Two counsellors slip off to get uh, bumbuglies, let's just say. <laughs> Have sex in a storage cabin in the woods uh, at this lake where an unseen assailant murders them. And uh, 21 years later, the, the camp is about to be reopened again. That's the lead up to the summer. And there's some counsellors there and the new owner getting the place ready to get it reopened again and uh, there's a girl who is hitching her way to the 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 camp and she gets a, a lift from this guy a uh, truck driver and uh, you know there's this crazy Ralph character in it that was warning her you know don't be going to that camp, you know, it's, you, you, everybody that goes there, you're all doomed, more or less, like, you, you always have this type of character in these movies, it's the, the, just there to, you know, put the fear of God on the people, and this crazy guy's doing that, and, uh, of course, this truck driver takes her part of the way to the camp, and he tells her about the, the troubled past that the, the camp had, beginning with a young boy that was drowned in Crystal Lake in 1957 who we later find out to be Jason of course and after he drops her off you know she's like no, I don't believe in ghost stories and whatnot. and uh, of course he's hatching another ride from a, an unseen person this uh, Land Rover sort of deal pulls up and she gets in and uh, gets attacked 
by this person. We don't see who it is. Uh, the face is covered up. Most you see is like from the the knees down as she's getting chased through the forest and whatnot. And she eventually gets her her fruit cut. And uh, yes, so uh, that's her done for. And at the camp, there's these counselors: Ned, Jack, Bill, Nancy, Brenda, and Alice. Along with the owner, Steve, they're trying to get the, the cabins and facilities refurbished. But uh, a thunderstorm approaches, and the, the guy who owns the place, he leaves to uh, go to get some supplies. Uh, uh, one of the counsellors, Ned, sees someone walking into a cabin and follows. We don't see what happens to him at this point, while uh, Jack and Marcy end up in the same cabin later on they have a sex of course it's, it's, it always happens in these Friday the 13th movies you know somebody gets in there start bumping uglies and somebody gets killed or both of them get killed <coughs> and uh, that happens uh, you know as they're having sex though they're unaware that Ned's body is above them on the the top bunk bed uh, his throat was slit as well uh, Marcy leaves to use the bathroom and Jack's throat is pierced with an arrow from beneath the bed that is an uh, an unreal effect for the time this movie came out that was very very well done uh, of course the killer follows Marcy into the bathrooms and slams an axe she gets killed off with uh, an axe she gets it right in the face it is fairly brutal you know that's for the majority of this film there's not very much in the way of you know graphic murders you know it's a lot of kids having fun messing about and uh, there's, there's you always see that there's somebody skulking about in the forest watching them and whatnot but uh, whenever it does happen it is brutal um Brenda hears a voice calling for help and or one of the counsellors later on she ventures out under the, the archery range and the lights turn on uh, later Steve returns and recognises the unseen killer who stabs him uh, I'm losing my place in my notes again anyway uh, worried about the, the friend's disappearances Bill and Alice leave the main building to investigate they find the axe in Brenda's bed uh, phones of the camp are disconnected. Uh, Ned's truck doesn't work. They can't get out of the the camp. Uh, power goes out. Uh, one of the guys, Bill, goes to check on the generator. And Alice heads out to look for him. And finds that his body pinned with arrows to the, the generator room door. Uh, she runs to the main cabin to hide. Only to be... Uh, freaked out even further when Brenda's body is thrown through the window. So uh, whoever this is, is coming after her. She's the last one standing, essentially, at this point. Everybody gets taken out at one stage or another in this movie as far as the, the main characters go and the main people in the, the camp go. Uh, anyway, this body gets chucked through the... The window, uh, soon after, Alice sees a vehicle pull up and rushes outside, thinking that it's Steve. Instead, she's greeted by 
Mrs Voorhees, a middle-aged woman who claims to be an old friend of Steve and the family. And then she reveals that uh, her son, Jason, the big main villain that you know from these movies, Jason Voorhees, this is his mother in this first one, and she reveals that Jason was the young boy who drowned in 57, and blaming his death on the counsellors who were supposed to be watching him, but were having sex instead, reveals herself to be the killer, and she attempts to kill Alice. You know, there's a back and forth, a lot of chasing going on towards the end of the movie. And, uh, yes, Alice eventually gets the advantage and uh, decapitates Mrs. Voorhees in a particularly gruesome sequence. And uh, there's just something weird about that one where uh, the head gets chopped off her body and she's still standing and her, her hands are reaching up to try and find her head sort of thing. It's It's... 80s nastiness at its very best. Uh, exhausted after the fight with Mrs. Voorhees, Alice boards and falls asleep inside a canoe which floats out into the middle of Crystal Lake. And uh, suddenly, Jason's decomposing corpse attacks her, at which point she wakes and wakens in the hospital, surrounded by the police sergeant, medical staff who are attending to her. Uh, when Alice asks about Jason, the sergeant says there was no sign of any boy. Uh, so she says, well, he's still there then. Uh, and uh, the film closes out with the showing the ripples on the lake. It is geniusly done in this movie that it could be uh, a standalone or a start to a franchise, which of course it ended up being. And... Uh, that sequence at the end of the movie where she's on the boat and she's floating about there and she sees the police coming to the the edge of the lake and then the, this decomposing corpse of Jason jumps up and grabs her pulls her back under the water and it's geniusly done that it's it's almost played off as this is something that she could have imagined or perhaps it did happen you're never really given that solid yes or no by the end of this movie but of course uh, as we go on we see more and more of Jason as he keeps coming back to take his revenge on Crystal Lake and the people that are there uh, anybody that tries to open this camp again he comes after them now in saying that there I am, as I say, fairly new to this series. Like I know the, like the overall sort of a deal of it, but the real ins and outs of the the series, I have to say, not that well versed in. So I'm looking forward to getting into this series in more detail, and uh, looking forward to see these connections between the Friday the Thirteenth movies and. Nightmare on Elm Street um, as far as the cast goes in this Betsy Palmer is fan bloody tastic in the role of Mrs Voorhees in this film we've got a young Kevin Bacon in here uh, not really anybody else stood out to me in this movie uh, you know uh, Adrian King Harry Crosby Larry Bartram Mark Nelson J. Gianni Taylor, uh, 
and that's a weird name now I'm going to try to pronounce that properly Robbie Morgan of course Kevin Bacon uh, the film is, was a hit when it came out they had a budget uh, of uh, 550000 to make this movie and the box office it made back 59.8 million you know these were the movies back in the day everybody loved them and they they've become kind of timeless but you know I have to say as far as uh, stacking this movie up against the, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies of course uh, we're getting that crossover on them as well you know what I have to say for my money uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is definitely at this point my favourite of the two um, what else we've got here we've got the budget for that there major success uh, critical response was divided with some praising the film cinematography score and performances while numerous others de- derided it for its depiction of graphic violence who in their right mind is going to go to the cinema to watch a slasher movie and then complain about it being too graphic as far as the violence goes it's just I don't get that mindset of some people saying like, oh god I went to see a slasher movie now I'm offended because there's blood uh, so you know the, the 1980 had its snowflakes as well guys they just didn't have the internet that they could cry to everybody at every flipping fart's end about something not been good or not been to their satisfaction um, aside from being the first independent film of its kind to secure distribution in the US by a major studio uh, its box office success led to a long series of sequels a crossover with Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, and uh, a 2009 series reboot. Uh, a direct sequel, Friday the 13th Part 2, was released one year later, and uh, that's what we're going to be doing next Friday on the show. So I'm definitely, definitely looking forward to getting that checked out because, uh, of course, this is whenever you get. This will be the first one we have Jason in there as the main head case and it's one of these things where you know people uh, getting into the movies now would probably think that Jason was the, the big bad from the word go and you know for me I, I, I fought that as well for the longest time but uh, uh, it wasn't Ted Herds it was some random piece of trivia one night on some podcast I was listening to where they brought up, you know, who's the the main villain on Friday the 13th. And everybody was like, you know, Jason Voorhees and the, the guy who was running the podcast was like, no, it was not. It was his mother, Mrs. Voorhees. So, uh, interesting film to check out. And uh, definitely not a waste of your time whatsoever. You've never seen it. But, uh, again, for me, if you're going to put Nightmare on Elm Street up beside it, I would prefer... Nightmare on Elm Street over this one but it is what it is we're going to do these movies anyway because uh, hell my fault lane and all that so that's going to do it guys uh, if you want to get in contact with the show you can do via the email at hellmouthhotline at gmail.com and uh, let me know how I can do this stuff better for you and definitely do 
rate and review the show, share it along, do all that good social media stuff. I'll really, really appreciate it. Love you forever and all that good stuff. So, until the next episode, guys, stay safe, and I'll talk to you all then. This has been a production of Coins Age Media. Thank you so much for listening.